How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the second part of this incredible episode of Queer I Am, the podcast, live and unscripted. The conversation continues and we also have an audience Q&A. I hope you enjoy. So whatever you're up to, this is your time to settle down, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Queer I Am. Welcome back, everyone. So thank you all very much for participating in the first part of the conversation around queer shame. I very much enjoyed the conversation. So we're now going to move on to an audience Q&A. So does everyone have any questions they would like to ask our panel? Darren, what a surprise. <laughs> oh, Mike's, oh, lovely. We'll pass that around. Thank you. Is that working? Is that working? Thanks. Thanks, Darren. Well, as I was so ill last time I came and couldn't actually manage to make it to the q and I thought I'd better step up to the plate. Um, my question is, at the beginning you started um, with a definition of shame versus guilt. And my question is, where do you think um, internal homophobia fits into those two um, words and the reason I say that is because I think that using I Kissed a Boy for example as a gay man myself who grew up in the early 80s I am absolutely godsmacked by how proud and confident those guys seem to be and so you know, if there is shame or is there guilt or is it internalised homophobia who wants to take that? Um, 
I think, in, uh, yeah, internalised homophobia, it's about shame, I think. And often, every time I've experienced it, because I have, um, it's, I, know, I, I think my journey, as I kind of alluded to earlier, has been to accept camp. Um, I, I was always slightly, um, certainly in myself, very kind of cautious about anything that could be construed as being camp. Um, and I think it's, I think internalised homophobia is about when you see behaviour in other people, often it's that you would like, you, you, you envy. I think it's envy, actually, a lot of the time. It's kind of, um, you know, when you see someone, you know, we often shame people for, you know, we slut shame people. And I think often the, the, the people that are most prone to slut shaming others, it's because they wish they could be like that, in my experience, um, of slut shaming people. And of being slut shamed, um, <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think it, it, it's it's it just goes back to you know society drills into us this idea that 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 what we are is wrong, and I think often internalized homophobia is when you see other people who have conquered that perhaps in a way that you envy or that you or that you and even this is obviously subconscious, I think, but you see people behave in a way that you might want to. And, and rather than embrace them and go, teach me how to be like that, or let's I'll take that as an example of what I could be or what I could do um, or how I could live, you, inter- you instead go, no, that's, they're, they're, they're just wrong, and, and you perpetuate the cycle of shame. Um, but do you think that's... I think that's quite prevalent in most aspects, not just queer life, that's general stuff, isn't it? It's like mm. when we have really harsh or we feel like we need to comment on people a lot and things. Is that because there's something that we are feeling internally which is lacking? Do we wish we could be more than or... Yeah, I think often it is. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I wish I could get away with those clothes. I wish I could, you know, have the confidence to whatever it might be, you know. Um, but it, come, it weirdly comes out as a kind of negative... Um, emotional way of looking at it and i think it's a it's a really you know i see it all the time and it's it's really depressing um it takes energy doesn't it i mean i've definitely mm. done that in the past i think you know when i felt that i wasn't as what i could be maybe judgment would come through or i'd be overly commenting on someone or and then you realize actually that's because something's kind of lacking here and mm. it takes a lot of your own energy mm. and you could spend that using that to develop or to to grow as a person mm. rather than worrying about everyone else. I think that's. Mm. Um, I think what's really interesting is that you. We talked about the guilt and the shame as well, and obviously I want everyone to have a comment on this as well. But um, I wonder as well: does the guilt element come from expectation? So we have like our internalized shame around maybe internalized homophobia or you know, um, because of what we've been taught, but does then the guilt element come from, if it is there, I've let people down, or people think differently of me, or I've not met the expectations that maybe have been set for me, so therefore you have the um, the pressure of other people's expectations on your shoulders, so you also feel the shame, but you also feel the guilt, because you feel less than you has been expected, I mean I definitely felt that throughout my life at times, so I don't know whether any of you yeah, I feel that. And um, um, the guilt you were talking about, or at least what I heard when you said guilt, was um, how I um, 
crucify myself for um, having thoughts on people, really. So what I'm trying to say is that um, I can't help but look at people and there's that always thoughts, you know, there's this always constant chatter going on in my mind. And I used to make myself really guilty about it. But um, until I listened to this podcast by the psychologist who was saying, well, the first thought you have in your mind, that is a reflex. So you can't really do anything about it. What you can control is the second thought and the third. So now I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm really trying to focus on the thoughts after the, the bitchy one, really. So, um, and then I think, okay, you, you know what? I know better. Let me treat them like I want to be treated. And also, I think it's about treating yourself well, isn't it? Because, yeah. again, if you're then judging yourself, and we all do this, you're then giving yourself more of a hard time than you probably even have given to that person by a thought they don't even know about. Yeah. It was just in yeah, your this head. It's all going on in our heads. Yeah, so it's, it's not internal yeah. dialogue. In unconscious bias, we all yeah. have those thoughts. We exactly. can't control yeah. what pops in our head. Yeah. Um, but then we then damage ourselves by being some unkind and you probably yeah. wouldn't treat that other person like that. And I, I also believe that if I can see it in someone else, it's because it's in me. Yeah. So that always sort of diffuses all the bitchiness. Yeah. Any other comments on the question? No? I don't think I have anything to add. No, no I, I think I agree that like it's, it's a product of shame. And it's, you shame yourself and you internalise that. Mm. And that's where internalised homophobia so often comes, comes from. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other questions? Michael, um, have you got the mic there? Nick, can you pass that across to Michael? Thank you for your question, Darren, by the way, as well. I was joking when I said, what a surprise. It's lovely to have you contribute. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean, just, just to sort of, can I just sort of coming back, um, what, I, what I kind of meant was that, I think... Yeah, hang on, hang on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Perhaps I wasn't totally clear. What I what I sort of meant was I think that I I've I probably felt, have felt guilt. I I don't think I've felt shamed that much. But I and I was the question was really about if you don't feel shame, is that is that, is that an internal homophobia? You don't recognise it, you know. I don't. I think shame seems to me like an outside sort of thing. That that was all. That's an interesting question. I don't know the answer, but I guess if you don't feel that, does that mean that you don't, you're not holding on to it? That's what I would, would think. Isn't not feeling any shame a little bit, it sounds a little bit psychosis, like you're a psycho. <laughs> like, you know, um, there are some things that it's important to sort of think about. I mean, about a particular thing. If you see something and you don't feel the shame, is it because you're more comfortable with that element of yourself? But I guess that's what we were talking about when you were saying sort of, guilt when you feel like you've let someone down you know and while sh we were talking about earlier with shame where it comes from an external source where it's like everyone else is telling you you should feel ashamed of a certain thing and you don't internalize that but what you do is you feel guilty about am i letting everyone down does is everyone disappointed in me oh my mum and dad are gonna and you feel guilty that you've let someone down and so it's one of those things where it's like when you were talking about the difference between the two, it's 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 really interesting and because I feel like sometimes they're so interwoven because people are like guilting you to be ashamed, but you feel like it's very confusing and messy. Yeah, I think absolutely, absolutely, it's, it's confusing and messy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, I, I when I if I go out and I have a bit too much to drink, the next day I wake up and I feel really guilty 
But I don't, I'm not actually feeling guilt. I don't think it's actual guilt. Fear, fear. Yeah, I think what I'm actually feeling is I'm feeling shame that I'm, say, I'm telling myself, oh, my God, am I really that person who has to be pissed in order to enjoy themselves? And I feel ashamed of myself. It's not guilt, because I didn't do anything. People have that sort of like shame hangover, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But it is all, it's all kind of a mess of kind of intertwined, interconnected. Alcohol is the worst for your mind spiraling and the booze blues and the next day. It's fun at the time, though. It's fun at the time, but but I'm the same. I kind of think, you know, what happened last night? And did I really say that? But even then, I say that flippantly, but I mean, you know, you could go, go deeper and say, do, do I feel, you know, can I, is it true that I can't go to Dilf, say, without being drunk because I'm slightly ashamed? I'm still, I, maybe, and I'm not saying I, I don't know, I still carry that shame of, like, you know, being in that very queer space and, ex, and expressing that side of my personality. Is it, is it that I just need to be a bit drunk before I can conquer the shame to do, I don't, think so it's like the but, two, angel devil isn't it it's like well, yeah. the freedom of wanting to do it yeah. but then actually the hang up of whether yeah you should yeah because you know consciously i'm not ashamed no but it's so deep that it's maybe there. i am yeah it's interesting thank you darren does that answer your question uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. michael hello oh, is this on? on am i on Yep. Do I need to eat it? Eat it. Eat it. Um, eat it. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> oh, uh, Michael Jackson reference. <laughs> eat it instead of beat it. <laughs> um, it's not really a question, but I wanted to pick up on something you mentioned earlier, Steve, about shame and living outside of the homo or the queer normative. Like, it's not really a question, but I think it's an interesting one to pick up because it wasn't really discussed. So I just kind of wanted to hear people's thoughts about kind of the shaming that goes on if you don't exist within yeah. a homonormative kind of lifestyle or person. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I, I still do a reasonably good job of shaming myself, but I'm also pretty good at telling myself off, and not do, which is, you know, again, it's like this, too, yeah, as you say, a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. But, but the time when I get, I do very definitely experience shame from outside is, is when people tell me I ought to, you know, why do you not want a monogamous relationship? You know, why, why do you want, why are you interested in a throuple? Why are you interested in polyamory? Why, you know, um, and the whole kink shaming as well. I think that's something that we still, um, it feels, I mean, this is perhaps a slightly different topic, but it feels like in, in a rush to be accepted by the wider straight community, we've kind of settled for being assimilated. And I think... It's, that's a shame. I mean, I was at, I was at a wedding of uh, uh, of two um, of my friends at the weekend, and it was a really great, lovely experience. And two, they were both men. Um, but actually, that shouldn't be the be all and end all of what you know. We haven't. It, it, we should be about more than that. I think we should be sort of not ashamed to express our desires and to, within reason, obviously, consent and age being you know amongst them but obviously um but we should be looking to broaden the um conversation i think and i think it's it's when i try and do that that's when i experience shame externally hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I was gonna just say, like, I feel like it's really common for queer people because they're already disrupting a narrative of like what you need to be this heteronormative narrative that my pipe wasn't actually on um, we're so often just already disrupting this narrative um, of what it means to, to grow up in this heteronormative society that we're more often likely to start disrupting other narratives so you're more likely to start going well why do you need to be with one person forever and you can't have sex with anyone else why, why can't I be with multiple people why can't I be open why Why do I have to have sex in missionary all the time? Like, you know, you start questioning why why things are set up in this way. And society doesn't like that no. because it's very comfortable with the structures it's set up. And that's why it's so often trying to shame us because they're so worried. It has a whole gape panic of we're going to destroy society. And it's like, some things need to be destroyed. Let's let's uh, burn it all down, maybe. It'll be cute, you know? Um, and, yeah, it, it's, it's some people do self-assimilation. And ultimately, I think it's, it's, a, it's a personal choice. Some people do actually genuinely want that. Some people do want marriage and kids and all that. But some people are doing it because they're 
told they have to. And I think that may be less common in queerness because people are often thinking about stuff more. But I think, yeah, you're but, absolutely right. that we do. Yeah, because, because we've had to rethink everything that's, uh, you know, that society told us about ourselves, we then rethink everything. Yeah. I know, and, and and so I think that's quite an exciting, and I, and you know I don't want to I don't want to come across as someone who's like anti-monogamy. No, <laughs> it's just a, it's, but it's just another option. Yeah, you know, and it's think, about having those conversations. Yeah, and exactly. Thinking about yeah. it. Do you think that um, people who are not in the queer community that are in monogamous relationships, do you think that they desire something else, but just don't talk about it as freely? Because I've had lots of conversations with friends where they're like, oh, he's lovely, or, yeah, you know, whatever else. But actually, whether it, whether they would actually go through with it, I don't know. But I wonder, again, because of the whole society and how things are built, is that something that that community maybe is bursting to explore? But then, And then you have things like people have affairs or there's lots of divorce rates and stuff. Is that because they're not really owning that Yeah, I mean, let's stuff? be facing yeah. not... <laughs> Not many people manage monogamy. No. <laughs> it's just whether you're open about it and go into a relationship going, I don't think we're going to be monogamous. Or whether you go, okay, let's be being monogamous. It's just that I'm, I happen to be. Yeah. You know. uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I think. It's like, um, what, I think what I'm referring to is the shame that you're talking about in terms of you want to do that. My goodness, why wouldn't you be monogamous? Mm. But really like we said about seeing things in other people that actually you yeah. desire yourself so the easiest thing to do is to shame someone if people had the opportunity and the chance would they just love who they wanted to love and enjoy yeah. sex and not worry about all of those labels and restrictions i think a lot of people keep themselves in a box either consciously or subconsciously um i think i see that a lot with bias. um there are way more bi people in society than any statistic will ever show you, even census data will show you, because there are so many people who are not admitting even a latent somewhat uh, attraction to genders other than the one that society tells them they have to be interested in. There's more attraction out there. Um, and you only really realise that when you start having those conversations because I'm very open about it and sometimes I'll be around people and they'll say something and I'm like, that's not a straight thing to say. And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, I see it, I see it, I see it. But they're never going to do anything because ultimately it's not normalised enough, um, it's not accepted enough and so they keep themselves in a box. Sometimes that's consciously, sometimes they're like, well, I'm aware that I have these other attractions but... Ultimately, I'm not going to act on it because I'm more interested in this and I'm going to do this Mm. and I kind of want this life. But also, how much are they wanting that life because they're told to have that life and how much are they wanting that life because they actually want that life? Um, And some people are doing it consciously. Some people are going, I have thought about all of this and that's what I want. Some people are subconsciously going, uh, I need to stay in this box because I fear what would happen if I break out of it. Stay in the lane. And they, don't, they don't know that. They don't know that. Um, but it, internally, there's something going, oh, no, no, what will people think? And they're internally shaming themselves. Some people are consciously shaming themselves and going, no, 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 I don't want to break out of it because 
I know what I'm going to experience by saying I'm I mean, queer. Let's face it, you know, yeah. a, a box is, is both restrictive, but it's also protective. Yes, yeah. so exactly. A, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. We all desire safety, don't we? This yeah. is the thing safety needs. Does that answer your question, Michael? Thank you. Any other questions from our vast audience? John. Okay. We get a comment. Please do. <laughs> You sounded surprised then, like, John, you don't normally have John. a question. <laughs> this is my first time here, but thanks it, for having me. Is it on? Oh, uh, can you hear me through it? Yeah, um, I am deaf in one ear, so it's probably why I can't hear you. Sorry. I've kind of been having multiple thoughts throughout this talk, and I'm going to try and put it into a, <laughs> something that makes sense. Um, so just towards the end of the first half, Pierre touched upon um, putting his own satisfaction around his work first and primarily, um, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Um, Steve, you also at one point said that you mentioned allowing ourselves to be shamed as opposed to, do you know what I mean? So it's, I guess what I'm coming to is that we, we all care far too much about what other people think. And for me in my own life, this is the biggest Thing is, is just not is learning or trying not to care what people think and that actually there are as many ways to be on this planet as there are people um, you know so any religion or any political idea which is saying we've figured out the best way to be and if you conform to these rules then you are a good person you know it's it, it if you subscribe to that ultimately it's taking away from your own path and that we all have our own guidance system you know and our emotions tell us whether we're on that path or we're not if you don't feel good you're probably veering off it um and yeah i'm just i, th I think i'm just this this whole discussion is really kind of like affirming that idea for me that we just need to not judge anyone else allow it's about allowing everyone else to be who they are and to have their opinions as well and in doing so, allowing ourselves to be who we are. And we're not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying I've mastered it either, because I care far too much what other people think. But when you start to kind of get a glimpse of that, it's a really bright, light feeling, and it's like this, do you know what I mean? It's very alluring, and it's like, yeah, let's go over there. Yeah, I agree. I think also what I take from what you've just said as well is, and what we all have to do, all of us, is be kind to ourselves. Like even if we have those moments where we feel shame or we feel shame from others or we just we're struggling, just what can we do in that moment just to give ourselves a break? Because I think regardless of how we identify in what community, we are just so hot on ourselves as human beings, I think, aren't we? I think that's just a, a standard narrative that probably so many people have. So how can we just be a bit kinder to ourselves? And maybe when we cultivate that, we then have more empathy for others as well and... Yeah, totally. I, and just to add to that as well, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think it, it, this idea of offence, you know, there's, there's, it almost feels like people in the world today are sort of almost looking for reasons to be offended. And that, you know, someone might hurl abuse at somebody, but it doesn't have any effect unless the recipient takes that as offence. So... Any, anyone trying to inflict a feeling of shame on someone else, it's powerless unless the recipient 
takes it to shame. You know what I mean? There's so much power in actually just water off a duck's back. I know it sounds almost sim overly simplistic perhaps, but like it takes the, it, it's only the resistance to that force, that oncoming force that gives it any power. You know, if it's, if it's just allowed to just wash over you, then there's no power in it. I think, I think on a personal level that works, but I think what we've got at the moment is the, the structures working against us is the problem. And so it's one thing for someone to say the F word as you're walking past them in the street holding hands with your boyfriend. It's another thing for there to be 10 million articles in the Guardian of all places saying that trans people essentially need to get gone. Um, so that kind of that kind of depends. But on your on your other point, um, I think what I always find really interesting is the uh, what what I learned when I was trying to show better love for myself, which is so difficult, is people will sometimes look at you and give you that look where they basically think that you're selfish because when you put yourself first when you know who you are and go i am willing to do that i'm not willing to do that they they think you're selfish because you're going well what about what everyone else wants what about? and it's like but i don't want to do that and i know i'm not going to like that and sometimes you can be giving sometimes you can go well you know i'm not going to hate that enough to not want to do it and if you want to do it i want to spend time with you whatever but Sometimes it's like, no, I, I do not like that. I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to spend money on that. People don't like it when you put up boundaries. They don't like it when you do all of that stuff. And a lot of that comes from self-love, right? When you start knowing who you are, when you really start examining yourself, and then you start trying to find love for yourself, you then start doing things like creating boundaries and make, stating what you want from, not the relationships in terms of just like, romantic ones but relationships in general right what you are willing to take and tolerate from friendships from relationships from family relationships um and a lot of people don't like that and it's because you're willing to show love for yourself and not be shamed for acting a certain way people go well why weren't you willing to do that and they start trying to make you feel bad but calling someone selfish you're so often trying to shame them to do what you want them to do um Sometimes people are just selfish. It's, just, it's not just Claire Carp. But it's a balance, but I, I agree with you. You have to have your own back, and you have to say yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no, and, and not compromise yourself. And I think that maybe that comes with time and growth and wisdom and, I don't know, we're all figuring it out, aren't we? But I think it's much I easier... I it's about putting the work in, having, having mm. these thoughts and these conversations and actually being prepared to self-analyse. Mm. Rather than, you know, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think the people who struggle with, when you have boundaries, the people who struggle with that are the people who don't have boundaries. Yeah. And who find those like, well, I, you know, because it's very discomforting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the perfect way to end the podcast. So a bit of self-love, I think, is really important. So can I have a massive round of applause for all my guests? So Pierre Monaville. Vanit Mehta and Steve Watson. I said Steve, not SJ. <laughs> and thank you all so much for coming. It's been absolutely amazing. I've really enjoyed it. So thank you. I really hope you enjoyed the show. A big thank you once again to all my guests. Please share the podcast. 
give it a five-star review if you'd like, and leave any comments you may have. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for all the latest updates on Queer I Am, the podcast. Also, check out my website, www.fluiactually.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.